Welcome, everybody. What's up? Happy New Year. Welcome to the CBC Wisdom Hour number 194, January 3rd, 2023. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. And I'm Tony B, version 2023, coming to you live. So you could have put the version, I guess, in front of it instead of doing the 2.0. Yeah. Could it Tony B, V, 2023? Does that flow as well? I don't know. Tony B, 2023 kind of flows. I like that, yeah. That's I like that too. That's the good yeah. mantra. Welcome everybody. Like I said, if you're in here, we're broadcasting live right now on the Facebook page, uh, the Cover Band Central Facebook page, the Cover Band Central Facebook group, and on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. The link is in the description. Click on that link and you can subscribe, hit the bell, and that way you'll know when we're going live. You can check out the archives of all our other wisdom hours and, uh, and all the other videos that are on there. But if you're in here live, come on in and say hello and tell us where you're from. We will say hello back. And might even bring into the discussion if you have something yeah, to ask, something to ask, or something to say, or or anything like that. Um, also, I did it last time, and I'll do it at the top here. Um, Cover Band Central, where is? <laughs> I should have the link ready. There it is. Coverbandcentral.com is the hub yeah. for all Cover Band Central. Go there. You can sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. Coverbandcentral.com. That's a www coverbandcentral.com go check it out i did not put the link in the description for that that's bad. okay Steve. i think they know where to go bad me charles says rock on rock on charles happy new year as we do uh julie sent a star oh you I, you can uh i keep forgetting to mention that too during this broadcast you can send a digital gift of stars um if you like what we do we do this gratis so you can you can send some stars along the way during this hour or if you're watching the replay, even you can send stars. Uh, one star equals one cent. So you can, you can send buy stars them. anytime, Steve. Before, after, anytime. during, tomorrow, Friday, yeah. whenever you uh, want. Yeah, whenever you want. Um, you buy them in packs on Facebook. They're cheap, and you can, uh, you know, could send uh, stars our way. We sure do appreciate it. Um, and we feel the love. Eric's here. Speaking of feeling the love, he says, "Happy New Year, handsome yeah. devils." Happy New Year. I Eric. saw Eric a time or two over the last week, which I'll talk about. Um, George is in the Windy City. This is Happy New Year. George is a repeat listener. Grace says hello yes. from Dallas. Hi, Grace. She's there. She is with Gene Simmons or somebody that looks like Gene Simmons. Yeah, like it. Charles again. Happy New Year. He's in Tampa. Marianne over in Scotland. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year or Ireland. Did I say Scotland? You did. I think she's in Ireland. Um, where Long Island. Ireland in, in <laughs> Europe. Uh, Deborah's here. She says happy 2023. Yeah. Happy New Year. Grace said that's my dad as Gene Simmons. Oh, right. Well, maybe Gene Simmons is her dad. Oh, maybe Gene Simmons is her dad. I don't know. How well, many it, how many kids does Gene Simmons? He probably has a lot of kids. I think so. I don't know who they are or their names. So That's a cool rocking dad if it's not Gene, though. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a rocker. He likes Very Kiss. Cool. Yeah. Oh, he's in a tribute band, I guess. He's in a tribute band called Rock and Roll Over. Yeah. There you go. Looks good. Yeah. Uh, Jen Seen, I think, is from Pennsylvania. Checking in. What's up? Happy New Year. Love to have you guys here. Uh, we do this uh, once a week, mostly, unless we're preempted by some other <laughs> some other thing going on. Um, we've gotten a lot better at the consistency of it, though. We have gotten better at it, and we've gotten better at picking some topics to talk about. Yeah, um, I hope but, so. After almost two hundred episodes, come on. Man. Yeah. Um, 
We're approaching yeah, I think 200, Steve. I know. Uh, didn't Gene Simmons have a reality show with his wife and kids? I, yeah, I know yes. he had a reality show, but yeah, I yes, never I never saw it. I remember seeing it. I never wanted to see it. I do recall. I don't remember the name of it, but I remember seeing it. So I like Gene Simmons in Kiss. You know, he's great in Kiss. But as far as his, like, other stuff that he does, it's like, eh. But, you know, whatever. To each his own. Hey. Given the uh, great success of Kiss, I don't think he really has to do anything he wants to do, you know? Mark likes your drums. Oh, nice. Thanks, dude. Here, check him out. He said they make a statement. What, what statement is it? are they making? What statement would you say they're making, Tony? What statement would I say they're making? I would say it's making a statement of elegance and a sonic experience like never heard before. Mm. They make a statement. They're, they're bold. They're unique. They're very different. Uh, anytime I have taken them out, people always come up and comment on them and say, what a beautiful kit it is. And it really is a beautiful kit. And it's discontinued, Steve. But you can buy them on eBay for like triple the cost of what they used to cost. But you have to remember, too, that the set behind me is a combination of multiple uh, iterations of that kit. Right. They made, they made like a jazz bop kit with an 18-inch kick, and then they made a rock kit with a 22-inch kit kick. And then uh, over the time, I bought both. So I have 18-inch kick. I have 22-inch kick. I have all the toms. I have these drums over my shoulder here. We're all black Gretsch concert toms to match the, the maple Gretsch that this kit is. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrap them with contact paper and paint them to match so if i want to restore them i can just peel the paper off and they'll be back to black lacquer oh that's that's super cool that's the statement mark says they make it's awesome they say i am here love me yeah i like that statement better than mine mark i'm gonna start using that yeah awesome i am here come love me definitely a unique color for drums you don't see like powder blue drums usually no well it is a 57 chevy color and this is the Gretsch Motor City Blue edition. And they had a Motor City Black and a Motor City Red. And it, you can't see it, but it's got a chevron on it, like on the front. It's got like a, a white chevron with chrome. It looks like a grill, mm-hmm. looks like a grill of a car or like the fins on a 57. Wow. So you yes. put a lot of thought into this, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I'll, just... tell you, I'll tell you what, that, I, you know, a funny story. I'll tell you real quick. So when that kit came out, they only made them for like a year or, or two, and then they discontinued them. So I was at Richie's teaching, right? And I saw our good friend George Sigler up there. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and that drum set was set up right when you walk into Richie's. And it was exactly like Mark had said. It was like striking. I was like, man, I've never seen a color like that before. And George was like, either people love it or they hate it. It's like one of those things, you know? Right. And then he gave me a great deal on it, and uh, and I bought it. And then I took it to a gig and I surprised everybody. I got there early and set it all up and put a cover on it. And then when they pulled up, I was like, voila. And I flung it open and everyone was like, oh, wow. Nice, nice. And, and they're maple, so they sound different than my Yamaha kit, which is a birch. So it's, it's good to have some variety. Very cool. But it even comes, Steve. This is a little added bonus. Check this out. Oh, nice. Is Imagine that what you're – is that where you're sitting on right now? No, no, I'm sitting on a different. different oh, okay. Line, line, <laughs> I was going to say. No, the, I'm not that The drummer on his throne. Uh, a different throne. A different throne. I'm sitting on a throne, just not that one. Gotcha. I actually am sitting on another drum stool because it's adjustable. It's comfortable. It's, it's funny, the, 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 the audacity of drummers to call their seat the throne. 
It's not drummers, man. That's what it's called. Drummers and sit well, on the throne. It's a drum throne. It's not a drum seat. It's not a drum chair. It's a throne. But it could be a drum seat or a drum chair. It's not referred to as that, though. I guess since it's... medieval times, people have realized that you know, <laughs> thrones just aren't for kings. That that drummers are royalty is what you're saying. Yes. As my drum teacher once told me when I was a young boy, remember this, son. It's called a throne for a reason. Left me with that thought. That was it? That was it. All right. So you're left to your own imagination on that one. Right. You could, it could be like you're sitting on the toilet all the time. It could be like a porcelain throne. It could be like you're the right. king of the band. You could be like you're the king of nothing. You could be a, a prince hoping to aspire to be a king. Right. You know, even beginners sit on a throne, Steve. It's not like you start playing drums and you say, okay, little Johnny, you're going to sit on that drum stool and someday you'll sit on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> Day one, it's like, let's go, man. You're sitting on a throne. Right. I like it. Uh, very cool. So again, people, if you're coming in and joining us right now, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. So we know uh, where in the world we're reaching. Yeah, let's go. Let's hear about it. Uh, Greg said weird, wet stuff falling from the sky here in, in California ocean, uh, hmm. uh Orange County, I, I guess, um, probably means it's raining in Southern California right now. It <laughs> could be weird stuff. Falling from the uh, sky. But I thought it never rains in Southern California. Could be anything though, Steve, Southern yeah. California. Weird wet stuff is what he's saying. Could so, be some damp smog getting you, blown down. You can take that for what it is. Um, so, yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Tony. Um, Happy New Year, I, Steve. We got to talk about uh, my last week was six six nights in a row or days, six days of gigging in a row. Some of those days were two, uh, a double. Um, but starting, let's talk. Start, starting Friday? No, I started Tuesday. Tuesday, worked, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Correct. Nice. Okay. But I interrupted well, last week. But let's get, get to your New Year's. Uh, I saw some pictures uh, that Karen, your wife, put up. Um, yep. And it looked like you were either at a party or hosting a party. I was not hosting a party. My neighbor had a party. Okay. So I took the long drive next door. Uh, about 25 people, maybe. The <laughs> long drive next door. Yeah, I took the long drive next door. I designated a driver to get home. Right. And uh, it was a great time. Started around 5. Had to pace myself, you know. I got there a little later, though. I think I got there at 6.30. Uh -huh. But, you know, by 10 o'clock, some people were fading because they had started going hard early, you know. 10 o'clock? Yeah, well, they started drinking at 5, and they didn't pace themselves. So by 10 o'clock, some people were already like, woo. Where I was drinking like a dr two drinks and then a, a, a bottle of water. And uh -huh. then a drink and a bottle of water. And then like 10 o'clock, I started drinking. The whole idea of a New Year's party is to make it to midnight and celebrate the New Year. Right? Correct. So we, we made it to 2.30. So we did good. Oh, nice. 2.30. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We, we stayed right. We were some of the, the last people to leave. Well, again, you only Being have to up, walk. I'm only next door. So yeah, it's really sorry. not that heavy of a lift, you know? But it was great, you know, because, you know, when I first moved on my block, we used to hang out with all the neighbors because all our kids were young. They were the same age. And, right. uh, you know, we'd have, like Karen and I would host a winter party. Someone would do Fourth of July. Someone would do Memorial Day. Someone would have a pig roast, you know, and it was like the, the whole block would get the same 20 people would get together all the time, you know, mm. and it was great. And then as the kids got older, you know, once they like got out of high school and they graduate and, you know, they're they're not like on the block anymore. You know, people get busy. It's It's, it's less frequent. So it was nice, you know, to see everybody. So I haven't probably 
gotten together with everybody since like before COVID, like you know, o- like all the neighbors together. Right, right. Uh, and some new, and some new friends too. You know, some old familiar faces and some new people. So it was really good, really good time. Uh, like I said, my, my my neighbor Ray and Michelle did very gracious at awesome time. They did a great job hosting. I mean, they they really went all out. You know, they had food, liquor, houses all decorated, had party games, cool party games too, dude. Like, you know, for drunk people, right? A giant <laughs> ball, a giant ball, like three or four rolls worth of saran wrap with presents and gifts and gags wrapped inside it. So the ball's about the size of a bigger than a basketball, but not quite like a medicine ball size or a beach ball. Right. And you have to put on oven mitts. And then you sit at the table and everyone's there. And it's like, all right, Steve, you're going first, right? And so I'm, I give you the ball. You put the oven mitts on, and I say go. And you have to start trying to unwrap this thing. You can't find the end. You have oven mitts on, and I'm rolling dice right next to you. And as soon as I roll a pair, you're done. You got to pass it to the next person. So wow. people would be like ripping through it and get like two wraps away from this cool present. It's like up, oh, stop, doubles, pass the next one. That and, is a and, crazy drinking game. Yeah, and then some people would like, all right, Steve, go. And my first roll, I roll doubles. Like stop. <laughs> so you like pull off like a uh, okay, stop. That seems like it would take a long time, too. It probably took 20 minutes with eight people working it nonstop. That's a good amount of time for a, a game, for a yeah, drinking game. It was not great. too long. It's not too quick. It's a, it's long yeah. enough where you can get into it and you're laughing your ass off, probably. Yeah, not like one continuous roll of, of, of saran wrap. So you can't just grab it and like like throw it across the room like a slingshot, you know, and it's like, like unravel because the pieces were all cut to different lengths. So you might oh, pull it no. six feet and all of a sudden it's gone. Now you got to find the end of the next one. So it was, yeah, it was fun. And what was the I, prize? Oh, there was all kinds of prizes, dude. There was, uh, there was like lottery tickets. There was, um, bubble bath, a loofah. Um, trying to think what else was in that thing. I think a deck of cards, uh, some oh, gag so just gifts. like novelty gag gifts. Yeah. Like fun stuff, you know, yeah. but it was cool. Hand sanitizer. Oh, and the, and then the center was a pack of Oscar Mayer wieners. That was the prize, grand prize. Oh <laughs> pack, man, pack of hot dogs. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> so I excited. love that idea. So, does everybody get their own oven mitts, or you have to pass the oven mitts? No, along? you got to pass the oven mitts along as you go. Hmm. And you can't start rolling the dice until you got the mitts on. You're ready to go. Ready, Steve? Go. Right. And how many balls in total for the game did you do? Would you say? What do you Six- mean? Oh, so th- weren't no, there's one giant ball with oh. all this stuff wrapped in it. So like, oh, like so Oscar- it's wrapped at certain levels. No, like I take Oscar Mayer Wiener hot dogs, right? And right. I start wrapping them with saran wrap. Then I rip right. the piece off and then I put a loofah on top of that and I wrap it a little bit. That's and what I say. I, it's yeah, at different levels. Like a, yes. As, as you peel back the onion, so to speak, st- stuff starts to appear. Like a gobstopper, you get to the yeah, different. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's the middle of a gobstopper is a lot better than an Oscar Mayer hot dog. Right. <laughs> That's why you break your teeth trying to crack them open to get to the inside fast. That's a great drinking game. Yeah, it was good. Um, we had a lot of fun. So, um, so, so you didn't play over the weekend, then New Year's Eve. I did not play. No, yeah. I, because and and I'll tell you why. Because for years, probably like, oh man. At least 15 years, I would say, we played New Year's every year. Uh-huh. And it was like, I'm missing all the parties. Karen's going to the neighbor's parties by herself, you know? And it was like, so maybe five, yeah, maybe five, six years ago, 
I said, I'm not doing New Year's anymore. Good for I wanna, you. I want to be home. I want to be able to hang. I want to have, you know, I want to enjoy it. So Good I don't play, so I don't play New Year's anymore, Good for but you. I am playing this weekend, Saturday night. So we're right back in the saddle again. Nice. Starting but the I, new year off right. But I took the time off, Steve, to put all new heads on my drums, top and bottom. I tuned everything. I went through my board and EQ'd everything. And I'm ready to, I'm coming out 2023 swinging, baby. Ready to go. Love it. I, uh, so yeah, I played um, six nights in a row. I'll you, I, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night with Cornerstone. That's with Jason at uh, Bourbon Band Stand. For those that don't know, I play on Bourbon Street in New Orleans full-time, uh, but generally only Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but this past week. We got the call. The the band that normally does that shift couldn't do it, so we were asked to, and and we accepted. And uh, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, or Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, then Friday night with Rockbox, then Saturday day, New Year's Eve with Cornerstone, and Saturday night with Rockbox, and then uh, rung in the new year there. And then uh, Sunday, same thing, double uh, cornerstone during the day and rock box at night. So 50 sets in the last six, <laughs> in the last week. That's the record, man. That's a new record for you. 33 50, was the previous one. You shattered that, Steve. In a week, yeah. 50 sets, which amounts to about 500 songs. Yeah, played every bit of it. In the last week. Um, Facebook wow. user says, happy birthday, Steve. Thank you. Uh, but Tony's here, too. and He's he says, happy New Year, Steve. Or happy New Year. I mean, not birthday. Birthday's is your, bur- is your birthday today, Steve? No, it's July. Um, but Tony's here, too. You could say happy New Year to him, too. That's right. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Happy New Year. I got to put her names up so everybody knows. Tony B, 2023. That's me. Um. So, uh, so yeah, a lot. And, uh. I'm so glad ask, I did it. So how busy was it on New Year's Day after New, all the partying from New Year's Eve? That's it was it was busy. Yeah, it was busier than you would think, but it wasn't you know crazy busy. But it was it it was I mean pe- a lot of people were still out. Um New Year's Eve, they had the sugar bowl here at the uh Superdome. Mm-hmm. So that brings in the the fans from those college teams uh, into town. And the, the game was Saturday, New Year's Eve, so people are still there from it on Sunday. Um, and it was because it was Alabama and Kansas State. And um, mm. Alabama's close enough where people can drive. You know, it's not, it's only a couple hours. Um, so, so there were people uh, Sunday. But, uh, you know, Saturday night is just, or Saturday day, kind of busy. Uh, but then Saturday night, once it starts to get dark, yeah. that's where it just gets insane with the amount of people, but it's not like the club had a lot of people, but it wasn't jam packed. I've okay. seen that club packed more on non new year's Eve or non Mardi Gras days. Um, but if you go out in the street, ridiculous. I mean, just, I mean, just wall to wall people uh, on the street. So I was trying to stay. I was like at, there's a couple songs where I get a break and I'm off stage and I can go kind of stand outside a little bit or stand by the door. And I went and stood outside and, and Vince, the guitar player was there and his girl was there. And um, like there was, they were tucked in like the corner right by the door. And I was trying to stand out there and there was just no, there was vomit on the ground. Like 
<laughs> a foot away from me. And then the other set, like it was just too many people. And, and like, I was like, I, I the safest place is on stage. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going back. I'm going like, back. Like I, I have nowhere to go right here. Yeah. You're like trapped. Um, but you know, super fun when it's, it's, uh, it's a big crowd. Um, Oh yeah. I'm sure they were rowdy as hell too. Right. Greg said, how many times did we play Tennessee whiskey over the the six days? And the answer (laughs) to that is, uh, I know more than four, I want to say, um, which is not necessarily normal. Um, but I remember that Tennessee whiskey specifically, because I was listening to that track, um, during the week and I was thinking like, and I wasn't really playing it right. I was kind of doing my own thing. So I listened to the track, even though it's very simple baseline. I listened to the track. I was like, all right, I really want to play it just like the track. Um, but then we didn't play it for a couple of days. I was like, hmm. so you reverted back to the Steve version? No, no. When, when we finally did play it, I, I went and played it like the track. I'm like, okay, this feels yeah. better. Um, so yeah, it was like four maybe times. And, and only with the one band, the day band, the night band, we would not play that song. Okay. That hey, is the day band and night band have vastly different set lists, like different musical styles? Do you guys are any overlap? Do you guys play the same songs in both bands at all? There's some overlap with the popular stuff, like the Journey, the Bon Jovi, um, a few more like classic rock stuff, like uh, "Can't Get Enough" by Bad Company. Both bands would play. Um, uh, keep your hands to yourself by Georgia Satellites. Both bands play. I want you to want me by Cheap Trick. Both bands play. Uh, but there's more songs that are not overlapped. The day band is is more leans towards because one of our singers is, is more of a country artist, country singer. We don't really do a lot of country songs. We'll do like the Garth Brooks and um, like the couple Garth Brooks songs and. Tennessee whiskey, I guess you could sort of consider country. We'll do that. And yeah. And we do more like, you know, like Skinnerd and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but whereas the night band, we're doing more leaning more towards the hard rock hmm. stuff. So Rush, Sticks, Foreigner, um, Motley Crue, Van Halen. Uh, cool. Yeah. Th- that kind of stuff is the night band. So it's a lot of different songs. It's a lot of songs to know for sure. But so I picked this topic today, which I've shared with you already now about personal relationships. But I want to tell the story before I even get into that. I want to tell the story about the the new year when it, when the new year rang in and this kind of ties into it. But um, so we, one of the, the, guys in the band, Sonny, the, one of the singers, uh, he plays with, with us during the day. He plays keyboards in the day band and sings in the night band with both bands that I play in. And all day he had his phone and he was counting. Uh, uh, he had the, the hours, the minutes, and the seconds left until midnight. And he started like early in the afternoon, like 2.30, and he's like, all right, it's uh, 58,000 <laughs> seconds till... <laughs> And he kept announcing it was funny. And and then, you know, during the day and then at night, and he was doing it on his phone again. And it was great because it was going down, you know, 10,000, 5,000. It was like only 10,000 seconds left. And like, that seems like a lot, but yeah, 10,000 seconds is only a few hours. So um, 
So he's, yeah, he's doing that. So when it came up to midnight, he's got the phone to official so he can count it down. And he was, you know, announced it right before we stopped playing probably about three minutes before uh-huh. midnight, got the crowd all riled up and then did the countdown, everybody cheers and everybody's got their instruments off. And some of the guys had their girls there and they come up on stage. Everybody's hugging. Happy new year. And then the DJ starts playing like an all Lang Syne song, but it was more like a dance rock all Lang Syne. It wasn't the traditional. Okay. So it was getting people, you know, people dancing and they're singing along and I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, this is a, this is going to be a fairly long song. Now I'm on stage for a long time and I'm drinking something, water, beer, shots. I'm always, I'm kind of drinking. So, which means I got to pee a lot. I'm fortunate in this band that Sonny, the guy I mentioned with the countdown, can play bass. He plays everything. So if I need a pee break, I, I give him the bass and he'll, he'll play you know, a song while a you break. take a little break. Yeah. Yeah. So usually as long as he's not singing, we'll do that. So I had to pee. I had to pee for a while. I'm looking at the clock like 20 to 12. I'm like, oh, I got to pee, man. And so midnight comes, everybody's hugging. They, the DJ puts on all lane time. And I'm like looking around and their girlfriends are on stage and stuff. And they're just, rapping and drinking and whatever. I'm like, all right, I can run to the bathroom now. I have time. So I get off stage, run back to the bathroom. Hey, Elizabeth's here. She says hello. Hey, Elizabeth. Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> Eric said, I need to start walking down the street, give him a pee break. He's, <laughs> he's, he's two blocks away from me. He basically <laughs> plays the same time. Um, so I'm like, okay, I got time to pee. So I, I run off the stage. I fight my way through the crowd. It's all the bathrooms all, all the way in the back. There's people in there, but the, the bathroom attendant, there's a bathroom attendant in there. It's a small bathroom, but there's this guy that sits there. And the, the for the guys, the urinal is a trough. Right. And, and, and it's like an L-shaped trough. And it's a small bathroom. So, <laughs> And then there were like three guys standing there. I'm like, I'm not doing the, the trough thing. And then there's the urinal or, or the, the toilet, the stall, which he, he the, the, the attendant kind of sits in front of, and he doesn't really let people in there. Except for me, because I work there. So, yeah. so I like let me in. So I go in the in the the uh, the stall and I pee real quick, as quick as I can, because I got like, how is there so, this much liquid in my body? I have no idea. But then, okay, get out, and as soon as I get out, I hear the keyboards playing, and it's the intro to "Living on a Prayer," and I'm like. Oh shit. And I gotta I gotta work my way through the crowd again and get to the stage to start the song. Yeah, you bass do, right do, in the beginning do, of the do, song. Do, 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 so I, I so I hear it. I get out of the bathroom and I hear the keyboards and I look up on the stage and Sonny's got my bass on. Now Sonny's supposed to sing this song too. And if this is the first song of the new after, year. Of the new year. You know, people are just did their toes, they're hugging, they're they're ready to rock. This is a perfect song to get people singing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And and so I, and I'm not on stage. So now I see, uh, so I start fighting my way up and then I, you know, the song starts and, 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 and Sonny's playing. So I get to the side of the stage and now I'm thinking, all right, I guess Sonny's going to play this because he just started the song. And then I look at Vince who is stay, uh, I'm stage right. The staircase to get on stage is stage left. So I have to go all the way across the stage from, from the staircase when I get up there. So, but on stage left is, is Vince, the guitar player. And I get to the side and he looks at me, he goes, you know, like, like get, get up here now. 
So I'm like, okay, I get up on stage and now dead and dead do dead. In in normal most cases, to, to transition to hand a guitar or a bass over to the other person, bass it's kind of easy because generally you're playing one note at a time. So so the person who's who's playing it can hold that note and take the strap off, hand it over to you, put it around your neck, and you you put your finger on the note seamless, right? Um, or if it's an open string, even easier. You hit the open string, you take it off, you put it on the other person, perfect, seamless. You don't even notice. Uh-huh. But we're at dead and dead and dead and dead and dead. So I'm like, all right. So you, I'm started standing- do- so you started doing that in the mic and he stopped <laughs> no, playing no. the bass and handed it to you. No, so I'm standing behind him and I'm like, I'm like, I- I'm thinking about, I'm like, no, I got to wait until it gets the hold on. Because now that's one note, C, D, and E. So it, it'd be easier than having that bass pattern going to do the transition. So he's singing. So he's got his mic stand and his mic. He's got a wireless mic and he's up there and I'm standing behind him and he starts singing the verse. And then it gets to that part and I'm like, I, I kind of tap him and then he takes it off and I put my my finger on the C and then I start doing the the, the, the bass part. And as he's handing it to me, the strap comes off. I didn't have strap locks on it. The strap comes off on the right side. So now it falls. And now I'm like, I, I'm, I'm heading towards the ground to, to keep it from falling on the ground. And then Sonny steps on the cable. And pulls it out. The of instrument base. cable and pulls it out of the base. So now there's no base. <laughs> so that's perfect. That's the perfect time to put it on, Steve. No one's going to miss it because it's not. Now playing. there's no base. Well, you're right. But now the strap is off and there's no bass. So my first priority at that point was to get bass. Plug back again, in again. Right? Have bass playing. So I I reach I, I kind of sit down and I reach down and I grab the cable and I'm fumbling with it because I'm like, because the song is going, you know, yeah. they're and Sonny's singing and, the, and you just put it on your foot and play it like an upright until you got to the song in the No, no, I like on. sat down as I was like on my sort of on my knees, kind of crouching. <laughs> So I fumbled, I get the cable in it, cock, you know, in, as, as I plug <laughs> it in. Yeah, sure. And then, so now I'm playing the song. I'm fine. But now, but still, I'm playing the song. I can't put the strap back on. So Sonny comes back. He's got the wireless now. And, and he's singing. And he comes back behind me. And he grabs the strap. And puts it on. And, and he tries to, and he, like, over my head. And then he's going, and then uh, he drops it. And then it falls over on the side. And then, it, I, I mean, he did that, like, two or three times where, over and then over finally and uh, hooking it up and uh finally it's up and and i stand up and but the whole time he's doing that he's trying to put the strap on i'm laughing my ass off i'm looking at the people in the front row and they're watching me and they're laughing and i'm just i'm cracking up because i was like this is just what a way to start the new year yeah <laughs> sounds like a great like a comedy act Guys, oh my side god show. you're a sideshow you know so it's i know fun, but you know? i couldn't have planned that that way um i That's certainly funny. wouldn't have wanted to plan it that way see when what drummers do is you you know you, you can stand up the guy coming in can start you know playing put his foot on the hi-hat and play the hi-hat part you're still hitting the snare on two and four and playing the kick you know then he starts on the two and the four and then he slides in at the opportune time to get his foot in as you exit right yeah drums it's, it's a little bit easier for sure um, no no cables to unplug no straps <laughs> to fall off you know good stuff uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, it was funny. Um, 
So the lesson learned there is... Yeah, what's the moral of the story, Steve? Uh, don't drink so much, so I have to pee all the time. See, the little known fact, Steve, is that part of the reason why it's called a throne. You ever see drummers get up and take a piss? No. Yes. Not if I'm on a throne, I don't have to. I just open the lid. Sit there real <laughs> quiet, one-handed for a little bit, and then, you know, zip up and keep going. Lucky you. Uh, Rose is here from the wiser from Maryland. She says, happy new year. Happy new year. Rose. Mel said, agree. I don't know. I don't know. Agree with what, but agree with something. Uh, all right. If you're just joining us, uh, come on in and say hello. Tell (laughs) us where you're from. (laughs) Talking about pee breaks and bringing in the new year. Yeah. Uh, tell us where you're from and, uh, we'll, we'll say hello back now. If you have a question or topic you want to discuss, let us know, but we'll get to the topic now, I suppose. So, um, I thought of this over the, the weekend because I was like, you know, playing with Rockbox and and thinking about like how much st- stage time I'm, I'm putting in. And then I'm thinking um, I, even more than I mean, the stage time might be more in hours, but the time I spend with these people off stage is vital to the, the relationship on stage and I've met so many people and forge so many relationships because of the fact that I play in a band and I'm, I'm not alone. You know, that happens to everybody. And it's kind of like you go, you have a day job maybe in an office and, and the, the, the job itself becomes really kind of secondary to the relationships you have with the people. Sure. There. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I don't, I think that's not really emphasized enough in, in our industry and uh, it, how important it is and, and, uh, and how valuable it is and, and how really kind of wonderful it is that like the relationship you and I have, we wouldn't have had be- if we weren't musicians. That's right. Um, and, and if the, you know, the stars didn't align in that certain way where I ended up subbing for your band you know, yeah, we would have never met, probably. Would, would have never met. We would have never known each other. And that just from some simple, you know, I mean, overall, I think you and I played maybe a couple dozen gigs together at the most, probably. Yeah, maybe 50 tops. Yeah, right? something you know. like that. You know, like, yeah. you're, you're, you know, like a typical week for you is like, a, you know, <laughs> like four years for that we played in the band together, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting too, Steve, you say that. And it's like, after you and I became friends and started talking, it's like, oh, you know who? And you know this guy and how, you know, George and you know, you know, Billy O and you know this guy. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like the, the whole circle of musicians, friends that we both knew independently. Now it's, it's conjoined. Conjoined. Yes. Uh, Joe's, Joe Mont, Montagna. Sorry. Uh, Cover Slack band Slack Tide in Alaska. I like that name. Slack Tide. Kind of has a ring to it. Are we going to start crying? Desna asked. And uh, maybe. Can you cry? <laughs> can you cry on command? Uh, I don't. How know. good I've of an never, actor are you? Can, I've can, never. Can, can I, I'm a pretty good actor, but I don't know if I could cry on command. I've never tried that. Hmm. Nor, nor do I, I want to right now. Okay. Uh. Well, she's asking if you're going to cry, so it's like you know. Put yeah. a thousand stars in the bucket and I'll start crying for you. There you go. Um, is there a pea cup they've developed? Uh, there probably is. I'm sure there is. 
some sort of catheter type of thing that you can <laughs> some kind of pee glove you can put on like a like a satchel has a little collector in it runs down your leg into like a little collection area that'd be pretty I don't know if you could do that at, like cuz drummers are very adept at, at you know multitasking there with two hands two feet but I don't know if you could do two hands two feet and, and urinate pee at the same time urinate at the same time I think it's possible you do yeah I, okay I think, I think it could be done you're probably right depends how bad you got to go <laughs> right and if you knew you could just pee in your pants and there was no repercussions I'm sure you'd get used to doing that that's true that would be great wouldn't it I gotta write that down Johnny, write that down. I'm going to have Johnny write that down for another idea, invention. Musician's uh, P-tube. Right. Never um, miss a gig. And, we, and, the, and, the, and the commercial could be you and Sonny. Like, has this ever happened to you? And it's like, you're in the bathroom and you're talking to the attendant. Then you're on stage and your bass is falling over. It's unplugged. And everyone's like, ha, 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 laughing. And you're like, you don't want to be that guy. You want to be this guy. And they show the drummer who's like playing. He's like, <sighs> Right. Look how happy and relaxed that guy is. Oh, yeah, he's urinating right now. Oh, well, excellent. can that pull? Can you pull that off? <laughs> Depends. There you go. Yeah. That's the other option, too. That could be a little bit uncomfortable, though. Especially if you're drumming and you're sitting down the whole time. You know, you'd be sitting in pee. That's not good. Yeah. And it would stink. We wouldn't want that. Yeah, we wouldn't want uh, that. Didn't have to go in and change it, like give it to the attendant in the bathroom or something. Right. He probably wouldn't appreciate that either, Steve. No, no, no. But maybe like you could sneak into the stall and leave it on top of the toilet for the next guy. And just be like, all right, Bobby, thanks, brother. See you later. Right. Wash your hands, get the little hand towel, and you're back on stage. uh, Steve, can you announce on the mic that people can't leave their diapers in the bathroom? You'd be like, sure, no problem. (laughs) Yes. um, We're going to tip your bartenders. We'll be back here tomorrow night. And by the (laughs) way, please leave any diapers in the bathroom. Thank you. Adult or infantile. Right. And Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> happy New Year. Happy New Year's a dirty diaper for you. So so there's another example, though, um, which is it kind of, well, I don't think I've told you about this. And it, it's it's kind of wild. Um, there's a guy who moved to New Orleans, unbeknownst to me, uh, who was originally from New Jersey, earlier this, in 2022. And I didn't, I heard that uh, like I heard his first name that somebody had said, you know, this guy is playing. And I heard the first name. I was like, Hmm, I wonder if that's the guy I know from Jersey because it's a unique name or, or not, not unique, but it's just not as common of a first name. And is then I kind Cal- of, is, is it Calvin Harris? No, oh. but then I forgot about it. And, um, and, uh, then a couple months later I heard it again. And then I, the full name, I was like, Oh, it is him. And then I I didn't see him until a little while after that, and then we kind of jammed. And I think I talked about it before with you here. Um, we we did one gig where I was subbing and he was there, and then um, a, a couple here and there. But uh, Mike in the day band, my guitar player hurt his hand about a month ago. So this guy is named Abe. He's he's been playing with the day band with me and Jason. And it's great. Abe's a great guitar player. I always thought he was. And, um, you know, he had to come in and, and tr- like, learn a lot of songs that all the bands are doing, being mm-hmm. a sub, and, he, and he's done real well. Um, but he and I got to talking over the last couple of weeks, and 
he mentioned like he was listening to audiobooks and he mentioned one by Neville, Neville Goddard, who is like along the same lines of all the stuff that you and I are into, that you and I talk about, uh, energy, law of attraction, uh, you know, all, all the positivity, all the stuff that you write about on your thought for the day every day. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out that we have a lot of that in common. Um, like the, that Abe and I, uh, the, the books that we listen to and the, the philosophy that we live by, I mean, he would be, he would fit in with me and you with wisdom hour, you know, just the, cool. the same ideas and concepts. And it's, and I played with him in Jersey in like around when I was playing with you, 2005, I want to say. So eight, almost 18 years ago. And, you know, somebody that I never really, like I knew him, I liked him. We, we got along well, we played well together, uh, but we never got tight or anything. We just, you know, it was just kind of a personal relationship, but not a, a very casual one, more of an acquaintance and somebody I jam with, but we stayed, you know, like friends on social media and all that, but never really, you know, uh, corresponded much. Um, and now it's like just through some certain circumstances, somebody else recruited him. And I, I, I'm not going to tell you who, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but um, he was, re- he, it wasn't me that brought him down. And, but it turned out that we, we ended up, uh, you know, crossing paths and connecting and now playing together and now connecting on this other level where I get to kind of talk about the philosophies of of stuff that I believe in and that I live by with somebody else now in my real life, other than you, you know, where, you know, like-minded. Yeah. Like-minded where I get to play on stage with all the time now. So the, the last six days of playing, you know, five of those days I played with him. Um, so, I, I mean, that was another reason I was thinking about personal relationships, like how how important each one is. And when you're playing in a band, how important it is to be your best self and be cool to people and be respectful to people and, um, you know, appreciate the experience that you have. And not every relationship is going to turn out great. Some will be, you know, just like blah, whatever. Some might end up shitty, but some you might forge like incredible friendships or even romantic relationships. You might meet your partner in a music environment for some reason. Um, and, and it just struck me this weekend about that, about how port, how important it is to just be true to yourself, be your best self and, and be cool to people. Well, you know, what's interesting about that, Steve too, is like the, the, the chain of events that occur from things like that, right? Like, I can remember back in the early 90s playing the cricket club, right? And it was all original bands back then. No cover bands. It was all original. And we were playing the downstairs. You ever played a cricket club in Irvington? I never did. Uh, Jersey represent Justin. Yeah. So they had a downstairs room, which was a big, giant room with like a 30-foot ceiling in it, right? Because it was a two-level club. But it was like the upper level, and then you came down these stairs, and then you were in the lower level, but the ceiling was the same height as the upper level. Like it was tiered. Okay. So you played in, it was a corner stage, but it was a real deal. It had like a full side stage. Dave Seal was the sound man. Uh, he was like the house guy. Great, great sound engineer. I used to bring the, the Yamaha kit, the mega kit, right? Because we that's what we used to tour with, you know? So it was like, 
forget what back in the day might have been 15 piece kit, you know, with all the cymbals, drums and double kick. And we used to play the downstairs room. And so I set my giant setup and we're playing with a, a band called Eternal Vision. Right. And Joe Bergamini is a drummer in that band. And I didn't know Joe. And he came up to me and he says, oh, hey, man, how's it going? You know, he says, I just, you know, he says, I bring a big drum set. And I just had to meet the guy who brought a bigger drum set than I did. <laughs> right. So we, hit, we, you know, we start laughing. We hit it off right away. No egos, no nothing. You know, we're both established on the scene, but we never really ran into each other. And then, you know, he, he played, we played. And at the end of the night, he, you know, I was like, wow. I'm like, guys are great, man. Great band. And he's like, dude, he's like, are, you know, you're studying with anybody? And I said, yeah, I, you know, I was taking lessons with with, you know, uh, Sonny Igo and he was in my hometown. And, but he, and he says, there's a guy in Long Island, Dom Famularo. He says, um, you should really, you, you, I got to connect you with him. Like after our conversation, he's like, your philosophy, your style of playing, your level of, of ability, you got, you got to be introduced to this guy. So he's at Long Island Drum Center. Long story short, so I call up and the guys, you know, they say, "Oh no, there's a, like a there's like a, a fifty person waiting list right now for lessons with Dom. Like check back in like four or five months, you know." Wow. And I, and I said, "No, I said, yeah, but I said, but uh, you know, Joe Bergamini said to call and talk to Dom about this, that, and the other thing." And he said, "All right, I'll pass the message along, you know, and get, leave your number." So within like an hour or so, because towards the end of the day, I guess he was done teaching. Then Dom called me back. And he's like, you know, uh, he said, I talked to Joe and Joe highly recommended that you come study with me. So if Joe's recommending you, you can skip the line. You can come right, you know. Wow, look at you. You got yeah. the, the right this way, sir. You can yeah. come through the. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, 30 years later now, here we are, you know, and I've been best friends with both of those guys. And that developed into a beautiful friendship. Dom became a mentor of mine, super positive guy, you know, look him up on YouTube, phenomenal drummer, a drum solo like you've never seen before. So wow. all you people out there, look him up, Dom Famularo, F-A-M-U-L-A-R-O, solo drum clinician, motivational speaker, travels the world, Sabian educational director for the company, Vic Firth, um, you know, he's, he's all over the, the globe. Uh, so he's hit, I think, every country that there is to hit in 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 the entire globe he's traveled the entire world playing drums but phenomenal like story you know like you said you know you, you meet this guy he introduces the next guy and then through dom i got introduced to all kinds of companies and endorsements and you know other musicians and i got to meet all kinds of you know famous people and all my idols because he's professional you know so he's friends with you know kenny arnoff and chad smith and you know rich redmond and all these guys he just knows everybody you know because he's played with everybody right like as I said, small world connections are important. We should get Dom on as a guest then. Oh yeah, you'd love him. He'd <laughs> he would be he'd be a handful on the show. That's for sure. He'd be a uh, lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, you have the connection, right? Do you, yeah. Are you I'm, in I'm, contact I'm, with him? Oh yeah, I talk to him all the time. There you go. So let's get. Uh, we need to go, start getting some guests on this show because um, it's always you and you and I, and, and not that we don't we ever run out of stuff to talk about. We never do somehow. Um. No, where does the time go, Steve? We always have stuff to talk about. Right, but but, but we need to have some guests. And, and I did reach out to Paul, so I'm gonna I got to reach out again. Paul did agree to come on. Uh, it's Paul Riario from uh, Guitar yeah. World, and and, uh, and know, another guy, like you said, he's your friend, right? But but I know him too in a roundabout way from playing drums with his brother. You know, his brother was a guitar player too. Right. So I got to uh, now that it's a new year. New wisdom hours. I gotta reach out and try to get some Steve, guests. Steve, so, this will be the year of guests. That's my prediction. I like it. 
so your assignment is to reach out to Dom. Yep. And my assignment is to reach out again to Paul and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll schedule some, you know, it'd be nice to, yeah. to, to schedule some events. Yeah, for sure. Tina's in Boston representing. Nice. Tina Lemieux. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's just like everything else. It's like you connect the dots, you know, you meet this person, you get introduced to another person, introduced to another person that you never would have met if you hadn't gotten, you know, met the first person. So right. that's pretty cool. And, and musicians are a, a unique bunch, as you know, you know, you, you encounter fellow musicians that are just not on the same wavelength as you that you don't connect with. And then you find other people that you were meant to connect with, you know? So it's interesting how that works, you know, and you form great friendships and sometimes you don't, sometimes you, you know, you play in a band with people and you, you really don't become friends with them, you know? Um, which yeah, is, sometimes it, they find people that you absolutely don't like. But not only that, it's like interesting. I read an article about Chad Smith in the Chili Peppers, and he said that him and Flea have never hung out outside of band in their entire career. They only get together on tour, but yet they're the best of friends, and they connect musically on stage, and they intuition they know intuitively, you know, know where where the other guy's going, right? So they're like in lockstep with each other. But outside of of you know touring, they don't hang. Hmm. Doesn't mean they're any less friends but they just not tight like that you know right yeah that's that's surprising i mean that's interesting because of how long they've been together yeah and how many things you do as a band you know at that level red hot chili peppers i mean you're in the studio which takes months so that's what i'm saying so it's like maybe they don't hang out outside a band but maybe you know 11 months out of the year they're touring or in the studio or writing together you know so it's not not like i'll see in six or eight months you know i'm sure that they see plenty of each other they just don't socialize outside a band you know right right uh but that's what end, ends up happening though because you do so many things if if you're in a band like that where you're in the studio and you're touring and uh you're doing radio interviews and 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 whatever staying in hotels and you know you end up like even just staying in a hotel you end up like all right let's go to the bar you know and you go hang out at the bar you know with with somebody in the band because that's your your family uh joe said would love to be a guest as only alaska classic rock cover band former <laughs> omni pop new yorker here also was in a kiss tribute band dressed to kill from queens he said you guys are fun let's chat cool yeah that's funny because i played a gig one time at Mothers and Wayne. Remember Mothers and Wayne? Oh, I loved that club. Awesome, right? Huge club. Oh, that was a great club, yeah. And That's where I, actually Twisted Sister played there back in the, there before they were Twisted Sister. Like, <laughs> before they were, like, yeah, you know, an original band. They, yeah. they used to play there and do covers and shit, so. And we played with Strutter. And Joe played Mothers. Yeah, right, and Joe played Mothers. And I think it was either Strutter's it was either Strutter or Dressed to Kill. One of the bands had a roadie named Girth, and he was this six foot six guy who was like 300 pounds. And I remember my guitar player got a brand new Eddie Van Halen 5150 amp, and the thing weighed like 150 pounds. Like it took two people to carry it in. The thing was like immense. And so at the end of the gig, Girth says, Hey, you guys need a hand carrying something out? So. The guitar player is like, hey, yeah, can you grab my amp? And, dude, the guy went like this. He reached out with a straight arm, like, over something and picked it up like this and just went like, okay, like a, <laughs> like a, like a briefcase. He was just like, where do you need it? Where do you want to go with it? 
So we were talking to him and he was laughing because they just got back from a four hour road trip. And if this guy was in Dress to Kill, he might remember this. This is like 20 years ago. He said he was in Dress to Kill, but he said Girth, not us. So it might have been another. No, no, no. So Girth, no, Girth was Strutter. He was in Strutter's band. And at that time, he told us a story where they drove like Dress to Kill was playing like in D.C. or someplace like that's four hours from Jersey. And they drove down there while Dressed to Kill was on stage and cut the locks off their trailer and put different locks on it and then drove drove home back to Jersey. (laughs) So you got to ask this guy if he ever remembers that coming out of a gig and being locked out of their trailer. Well, you just did, so let's yeah. see. No, unless Girth was just telling a tall tale, but it's, but he was very convincing the way he told it, and and we we were like, you're, we were laughing, and he was like, yeah, we do some effed up shit, haha, it wasn't it's us, yeah, so <laughs> it's funny. Jamie asked, either of us played St. Louis. I played St. Louis, but I couldn't tell you the name of the club. I mm. played there probably twice on on tour with Jared. Either Jared or John Jones or both. Mm. I remember one, when playing St. Louis, though. I remember the club. I just don't remember what it was called. I remember the sound man set us up and then left. And oh, kind of like Bourbon Street. <laughs> kind of like Bourbon Street, yeah. And the, But this was pre-Bourbon Street for me. And I, I wasn't used to that. I was like, sound man, you know, you, you do sound check and then you tweak during the whole night. You should yeah, right. you know, stay there. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's my memory of St. Louis. Uh, there was a Philly dressed to kill Joe says. Okay. Then that was the one. Oh, so maybe it was, maybe they were out of Philly, right? Cause that's, that'd be, that would be within two hours of, of striking distance from mothers. But Joe played Birch Hill. That's That was his regular gig. Oh yeah. Uh, I never played Birch Hill, but I, I, I went there a bunch of times. I played Birch Hill once and that was an awesome room. It was almost like a studio one. It had that yeah. big room sound, you know, except it wasn't as deep. Yeah, and the ceilings weren't as high, you know. Uh, Bourbon Street and Bayside. I don't know. What it's be. I play Bourbon Street on New in New Orleans, so I don't know what he's talking about. Bayside. Maybe. Um, uh, do you know Tommy Coletti? He asked Tony. I don't. Mm, I do not. I don't know. It sounds like a a, a musician's name, though. Tommy where Coletti. Jo- where did Joe say he's from? Is he's from Queens? He said. Yeah. Um, I have to scroll back. Yeah, maybe that's why he's thinking yeah. Kiss Bayside. tribute band from Queens. Yeah, yes, that's why he's thinking Bayside because that's his out his neck of the woods. But I guess he's in Alaska right now. I have to scroll back. Yeah, yeah. It could be slack slack tide in Alaska. Slack tide coming way back. Yeah, and there. I remember too when Strutter played, they had the fire, like they had the fire blast that would come out. They had like pyrotechnics, mm-hmm. and there was a guy with a fire extinguisher and this was before that fire with great white that killed all those people. And they were, they'd light off the flame cannons and all the dust on the drop ceiling would catch fire and like simmer. And it was a guy with a fire extinguisher going (laughs) and just putting it out. And he would just sit there with the fire extinguisher. Then every time the pyrotechnics came out, like whatever part of the song would blast out the flames, he'd have to extinguish the ceiling. Oh, that's scary. How they got away with that, I have no idea because it wasn't like one time and then somebody came over and was like, you can't do that anymore. It was like all night long. Yikes. Uh, Greg asked, uh, is Rockbox a group that has two singers for one of whom was Disney trained and they wear football jerseys sometimes? Yes. Um, but the guy who was Disney trained no longer is in the band. That's Eric Knight. 
Uh, he's in California now. The other singer is Sonny Kane, who is uh, fantastic. And they wear football jerseys on game days. Cool. Um, so, yes, that is correct, Greg. They all wear the same jersey or their own? Favorite? A Saints jersey. Yeah, like, oh. you know. Uh, where are we from now? I'm, I live in New Orleans now, Joe, and Tony's in Jersey. I'm in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, rec Room. I remember the Rec Room. Pyro oh. was bad for us. Right before Rec Room burned down, they never did it again <laughs> after that tragedy. Uh, yeah, I played it there after it was the Rec Room. I don't remember what it was called, though. It was Rock the House. Rock the House, right. It was Rec Room, and it was something before that. Because we played there all the time. We used to play Rec Room all the time. And then it was Rock the House, and Jeff used to book it. I don't remember his last name. Go team baseball that room, Rec Room was a great room. Uh, Sarge was the sound guy there for a while. And then um, out Joe's neck of the woods, we used to play Lamore all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I played Lamore a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, he said Rec Room, Rhode Island, but there was a Rec Room for us in Jersey. Yeah, no, Rec Room he's talking about is the one with Great White Fire. Yeah. Um, You're talking about Rec Room in Wallington, which was Rock yeah. the House. I don't know if it was Rec Room first and then Rock the House after that. I didn't know that was called Rec Room. But yeah, but yeah. Um, but Eric asked yeah. if we've, either, either of us had played that that place in Rhode Island, and I never did. So no, me, me neither. Um, I did play in Rhode Island, but I couldn't, again, tell you where mm. so um at the so Joe, part, joe's probably played a bunch of places with the kiss tribute band because they used to tour all over the place i remember those guys were always around yeah that's a great gig to do that if you if you're if you if you uh you're willing to put that makeup on Honestly, you, you, gotta right. be, you gotta be committed to the, to, yeah. to the makeup and the outfits you know that's a heavy heavy lift yes all right, so another hour has passed. That's the first one in 2023, oh. and uh, we are delighted that you're, you've been here with us. Go to CoverBandCentral.com and sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. That is the hub for all things CoverBand Central. Um, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. Hit click the bell, and you'll know every time we go live. You can check out the archives of all our stuff, but definitely subscribe. We need subscribers there. Um, it, it certainly helps everything. Uh, what else, Tony? Um, what am I missing? Anything? A little happy new year cheer. What's a word for the year, Steve? Let's end on a good note. What might be a good word? For the year? Yeah. What do you want to call 2023? I'm going with abundance. I like it. I like it. Uh, how can you message us? Asked Joe and I'll put it up on the screen. Uh, I need to organize my stuff here. Steve at CoverBandCentral.com <laughs> is the email, and you can reach either me or Tony that way. So, Absolutely. or both of us. Uh, email there for you me. or me or both, and it's yeah. free. <laughs> you beat me to it. That's, that's nice. Great. <laughs> that's great. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys, for, for being thanks, with us for this hour. Those of you who have stuck around or just joined, and uh, follow all the Cover Band Central stuff, and we'll see you later.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.